Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of my podcast. Uh, today is a, we have another special guest. Uh, we have Subhash Ramon from Singapore. Uh, Subhash is, is the vocalist for the band Truth Be Known and also a, a gamer who, who frequently contributes to play <laughs> Geo Play Game. <laughs> yep, yep. Hi Subhash. Hey man, what's up brother? I'm good. How are you? Ah, okay lah, bored, but yeah, just trying to survive lah. <laughs> yeah, you know, a belated happy birthday. I know you celebrated your birthday yesterday, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> how is it? How is it celebrating birthday with uh, with this lockdown and you know COVID situation? Oh, it's one of the most boring birthdays I've ever had lah. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's cool lah because uh, I mean a lot of friends of mine uh, wished me, messaged me, and then uh, some of them uh, 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 bought food and sent it over. Some even bought beer and sent it over. So, okay lah, it was all good lah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, actually, if, if you can have a couple of beers and then then we can cope with the situation, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. You, if there's no beer, I mean, wow, it'll be total chaos, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, Subhash, I think uh, I, I, I first saw you in uh, last year when, when I when I saw you playing with uh, Kali Yuga, the Kali Yuga band. Mm, mm. And then yes, yes, we, yes. That's where we first met and got connected. Uh, but I was I was kind of doing a little bit of prep for this interview and then I, I came across this uh, video, uh, Meet the Metalheads, which uh, you and two other metalheads uh, been interviewed. What was, what's that interview? When, when, when was that happened? Okay, let me try and remember. Is it the Meet the Metalheads? Is it the one uh, they, they came over my house? Yes, yes. And then uh, another one was a girl and another one was a Chinese guy, was it? Was right, that the one? Right, right. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Because that one, okay, basically, it was after the whole uh, Watin uh, fiasco. Ah, okay. Yeah, so like, uh, I think uh, the, uh, the, the media at that point of time, they wanted to... Uh, do a showcase or a highlight on what uh, metalheads are all about la. so then basically they just uh, interviewed three random people one of them was me I don't know I don't know how they did why they thought it was I, I would I would suit the category la. but okay la, I just went for it I thought it would be a good um, a good way to show uh, the mainstream or or, norm, or normal people you know like what what we are all about la. So yeah, I think yeah that was it, and then uh, uh, it was it was a good uh, response to it. I think a lot of people were surprised. Yeah. Basically, most of the time is everyone gets surprised that, uh, like you know, you listen to metal means you know you have to be Satan, you know, or you have to have blood sacrifices and all that shit. And then yeah. when they see people like uh, they or they or the usual the usual uh, thing is they see metalheads, they think oh we are you know angry all the time or we are very fierce, you know we hate people, we hate. We hate smiling or laughing and shit like that. So when they see the videos, like uh, our videos like this, and they see like how normal or how nerdy uh, we are, and then they get totally surprised by it. Uh. Yeah. And then yeah. I, I was actually surprised that uh, from that, I, I, I discovered that you are actually a school teacher, right? Yes, yes, yes. I work in a primary school. <laughs> 
I can't, I can't even believe. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, a lot of people don't believe it. They're like, say, what? You, you teach kids. I say, yeah, yeah, I teach kids IT. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so, tech, you're, you're, so you're very familiar with the technology and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So, like for me, right, in school is, uh, uh, I used to teach, I, I mean, I teach IT and all, and then also I teach, I have this uh, CCA, which is like basically uh, teaching how to do film, how to how to, uh, the the basic process of uh, a video production uh. so yeah. i teach them how to film i teach them how to edit you know get them into the get them see whether they they like like what they are doing and then they, you know they can pursue pursue that in as a career or something like that uh. <laughs> yeah it's very interesting because when i started this podcast you know i was figuring out technical stuff by myself you know how to do video ah uh. You know, go into Spotify, how to put my stuff in Spotify, do the Zoom and all that. So, <laughs> it's really a good experience. And, uh, you know, if you, if, you have the, if you have the need to learn it, then you, you, will, you will learn, right? It's, uh, it's very Yeah, good. man. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, I, I saw you with playing with Kali Yuga, but your, your, the most well-known band is Truth Be Known. Uh, before yes, we yes. talk about Truth Be Known, uh, can you tell me a little bit about your history, about how did you get into music and what was your earliest memories of music? What what did you listen when you when you were younger? Oh, okay. Yeah, when I was a kid, I mean, I, I uh, when you're in like primary school and all that, you know, I, I it wasn't really metal for me back then. Like. Nobody, no, no, nobody uh, says that, you know, or I, I, when I was born, I was a metal head already, you know, or I came out of my mom's vagina doing this, or, you know, that kind of shit. I, that, I don't believe in all that nonsense. Uh. For me, when I was a kid, I was big into uh, Michael Jackson, uh, Pet Shop Boys, a lot of those are uh, 80s, 80s uh, retro music, uh. I was I, and I still am listening to them. I still like listening to Madonna and and, and Michael, uh, Michael Jacksons and all this stuff lah. I like to listen to all those. So as I got older, I think it was like in primary no sec uh, primary sec one sec one when I was in secondary one. Then I was listening to Eurythmics, mm. and then uh, a friend of mine beside me was listening to something very heavy and I couldn't hear what it was and I was very curious by it. So I asked him, hey, can you, uh, what are you listening to? Then he told me it's, it's this band called Guns N' Roses. Wow. So I was like, oh, okay, Guns N' Roses. I said, sounds, the title sounds nice. Can I uh, have a listen to it? So we exchanged tapes. Uh. This was the tape days. Uh. Right. So he passed me the cassette tape. Then I asked him, would you like to listen to Eurythmics? Then he's like, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> then I was like, okay. So I, I was like listening to it and then the first, the first song was uh, I, I, I listened was uh, this song called uh, "It's So Easy." Yes. Uh, the second song of Side A. So I was like, "What the hell is this?" And then you know the vulgarities and 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 the lyrics and and the, the music was like heavy, you know. So I was like, "Wow, this is good stuff, man." Then I, I was like, "Okay, then returning back the cassette, I, I saved saved money and then I, I bought the first, the, the Appetite for Destruction." Uh. And then after that, then I, I was like, wow, this was really good stuff. So from from Guns N' Roses, then I, I, I started like listening to Metallica. Uh, I remember Metallica was, uh, you know, back then is, you, you, we, it wasn't really uh, internet friendly back then. So right. it's like you go to a shop, cassette shop, and then you look for the most coolest cover yeah. or with the parental advisory uh, <laughs> sticker in it. So that's how I discovered my music back then. I, I will save my money until end of the week. 
that end of the week, I'll have enough like for, I think it was about $6 or $6.50 for a cassette tape back then. Uh. So I'll save enough money up for Friday. Then Friday, I'll go to the cassette shop. Then I'll look. I'll see, okay, which one the cover looks nice. I said, oh, okay, this cover with the crosses and this guy doing this. I was like, oh, okay, let's try this out. Then I was like, oh, fuck. Then I was like, Metallica. Then, uh, then I think it started getting heavier and heavier. Right. Then, then after that, the first time I listened to death metal, wow, that fucking freaked me out. I, I had a high fever the next day. <laughs> Do you remember what was the first uh, band? Yes, I will never forget it. Uh, it was this white Valentine cassette tape. My friend passed it to me. It's this band called Sepultura. He said, these guys are Brazilian. And I was like, wow, even Brazilians also uh, play uh, metal. And I said, what kind of rock is this? They said, this is not rock. This is like death metal. I was like, oh, okay. So then he, uh, it was the, the, the album was called Morbid Visions. So yeah. this was like really that, 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 that very death metal thing then, you know. So when I first heard it, I was like, why is he singing like that? This is not singing what? <laughs> Next day, fever. High fever all. Now I fucking freaked out. Now I was like, wow, this is, I cannot, I cannot take it. I cannot take this kind of music. So I kept the cassette away. Then after a few days, curiosity, yeah. Then I started listening to it again. I keep listening. I was like, I, I started to like the beats and the, and the angry feeling. Uh. Mm. Then that's when I started, like, I, 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 I mixed around with other guys who are into this metal stuff. And then, uh, uh, borrowed, uh, exchange cassette tapes. And then, uh, and then after that, also the like, same thing. Uh, every end of the week, go to a cassette tape, see which one is the most evil, has the most evil uh, or a demented uh, a cover. Or something that strikes you out of the ordinary, right? So then you see it. So that's how I discovered death metal. I saw like Deicai. Deicai's cover has always been like, you know, uh, that Once Upon a Cross album. I was like, oh shit, what is this? This is this is very controversial. So I bought that cassette. The Morbid Angels uh, covers also were like damn, damn cool to look. So yeah, it started getting heavier and heavier. And then that's how I discovered my, my uh, death metal. Uh. Wow, nice. So... Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> did you did, did you start going to concerts that time like local gig was was that happening uh, I, okay i started going to concerts right my okay my first ever concert was uh, pearl jam and mud honey during 1995 right 95 or yeah 95 96 uh, around there uh, so this was yeah yeah 96 it was the Vitology album. That's the first concert I ever been to, and I went alone because I say actually I was supposed to go for the fucking Metallica concert in 1994 when yeah. they came, but uh, I was uh, a bit not say too young. I still could go, but uh, my parents didn't allow me to lah. They say like, oh, it's too late and it's too far. Then I was like, shit. Okay, never mind. So this time Pearl Jam, I really saved my own money and then I I bought the ticket and I went to watch. So that was my first concert. Right. Local wise, local gigs. I mean, I've been to a few, uh, but I started going to gigs. Yeah, after '95 onwards, '90s. Uh, yeah, it was definitely '96, '96, '97, '90. No, no, sorry, sorry. '90s, '97 onwards, I started going to gigs. So I go to local gigs, like uh, a lot of those are uh, substation gigs, are uh, most of the time. Mm. And then back then, it was you have these like uh, poly gigs, uh, polytechnic gigs where. <clears throat> Uh, different genres will play. The first first half of the gig will be uh, indie and alternative. Mm. Then second half will be like uh, punk and uh, skins. 
Then third half will be the uh, hardcore bands, and then lastly will be the metal bands. Wow. Uh, so that that was how uh, local gigs back then. But it was like um, not even once a month. Uh, you sometimes you can be like two, two to three months. You know, uh, one gig like that kind of thing. So what was the what was the what were the bands the back then in Singapore, which were famous local bands? Uh, in metal or yeah, in metal and rock. Metal and rock. Okay, metal wise, I mean the the good good thing about going for all these mixed gigs, right? You get to listen to a lot of other genres as well, uh. right. So like I for alternative, I I, I discovered bands like uh, uh Padres, Concave Scream, uh let me think, uh Humback Oak and all this uh, and Oddfellows and all this uh. So that was indie. Then hardcore bands, of course, I discovered like uh, Stomping Ground. Okay. Uh, punk bands I discovered Opposition Party Then like for metal uh, The first few bands were of course uh, Rudra uh, uh, Harvester Rudra Harvester uh, Bastardize These are the and uh, uh, These are the bands I, I, I used to go to the gigs And I, uh, one of my first few uh, Foray into metal bands uh. mm. Mm. I uh, actually opposition party. They are still alive, right? Because I saw them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Fra- Francis. Francis is the main guy. Uh. the the vocalist yeah. is still the main guy. The rest of the rest of the band members, I think, have already like retired or. Yes, yeah. So, so yeah, he's still, still playing. So my experience about Singapore. Uh, the earliest I remember, I heard about Singapore. There's there's a metal scene in Singapore. Is mm. uh, I saw the video of Rudra. I saw ah, yes. uh, I saw a music video of Rudra. I think that that chariot video. I can't remember the song, but oh, was, okay, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. The chariot, and uh, that's how I got to know that there is a there is a scene in Singapore. And then uh, I started going to Singapore around 2014. That was my first time. So after okay. that, I, I keep on going, and I started going to the seeing some of the local bands also. Uh, Rudra also, I uh, I was able to see Rudra actually not in Singapore, but I was actually able to see them in in Sri Lanka because they went to Sri Lanka and I was in Sri Lanka yes. at the same time. So oh, okay, okay, okay. And then yeah, so shout out to Katir because we we met there and then uh, we've been keep in touch for some time now. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Katir's a damn cool chap, really yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, with this watching the bands, how does uh, how did you get into uh, all that? How how did you get the idea to you know you want to be be in the music, you want to sing, or you want to have a band? Uh, actually, okay. I've I mean I've always wanted to be in a band, but I I didn't have the contacts or I didn't know anybody in the scene lah back then. So right. I would just go to gigs and all that and watch. And then I mean, I, when when I was in school, of course there were like those you know school bands. You just want to play covers and try. So I, at that point of time, I was just trying to play the guitar, trying to play the drums. Then in the end, I think it's the vocals thing that was that was my my main uh main thing lah. So uh, I met uh this guy called Paner. Uh, he used to be the guitarist for Rudra. He was like the in the in the first. First Rudra uh, lineup, he was the guitarist. As he was the guitarist, and then at that point of time, uh, Rudra split up. This was Rudra with a H, so it was R R U D H R A. Yeah, for for their first demo. So after the demo, then they split up. 
then uh, they the, the band members wanted to continue but do something uh, less uh, uh, he with uh, less not not as the Rudra approach but a different approach but more melodic death metal la. so then after Pane approached me he asked me say hey you want to try vocals for for this band we are we are we are planning to try uh, we are planning to continue la. so I was like oh, okay I don't mind so I tried out then uh, the guys liked me and everything then they they like they found like okay like we got good chemistry and all that. So we decided to continue jamming, playing, and then we called ourselves uh, Kaliuga. Mm. Yeah, so from Kaliuga, then after... But the thing is, in Kaliuga, where all the members were all actually Rudra members. Oh, okay. Yeah, so then after a while, it was difficult for for the guys uh, to play in two bands and all that. Then also, in a way, after a while, we released our first album. And then, uh, then you know, national service came in to the picture and all that. Then it was quite difficult for for every one of us to continue uh, playing for Kaliuga. So that the band just fizzled off, and I've always wanted to do uh, make like a comeback for that band, just maybe as a studio band or you know, really something different, new for under that title mm. So then after that, that uh, once Kaliuga came, uh, was done. Uh, I started to, I wanted to create another band and then it became uh, Truth Be Known. Oh, okay. Yeah, and uh, Truth Be Known, uh, if you describe Truth Be Known, uh, how do you describe that band? Uh, truth Be Known. <laughs> uh, actually, okay, we started out as a death metal band. Okay. We started out as a death metal band. Then after a while, uh, I, I I really got into the whole Napalm Death. Uh, it was just this album from Napalm Death called Smear Campaign. So that album like really, um, uh, it really hit me like, at that point of time. And that was also uh, the period where I first watched Napalm Death live uh, in 2001. So when I watched that, I was like just inspired by, uh, by the band and of course the vocalist himself. Like. So I was like, what, this is the style I want to play. This is the way I want to sing. Uh, you know, on, I'll be on stage and I'll be just fucking crazy. Make sure everyone has fun and all that kind of stuff. So we, we changed the approach uh, on, on the second album onwards. And then uh, it has been like that ever since. La. We tried to coin the term funcore. Like, you know, we are like a grindcore, but funcore version. <laughs> but uh, it, it's actually just for fun. It was just a generic, we are just a standard death metal band, but we are, we have more, uh, we like to put a lot of energy in our live shows. Uh. Mm. So mm. you guys, uh, you guys actually played overseas also. So can you tell me a little bit about your touring, which places you played, which festival? Uh, yeah, we've played in, uh, I've, the last, okay, we played in Hammersonic, Hammersonic in uh, 2017. Then uh, we played in Malaysia a few times. We played in Indonesia. Yeah, Indonesia was uh, Hammersonic and another uh, gig in Samarang. Then Taiwan, a few gigs. Uh, Taiwan, within different places in, in Taiwan, we played. Hong Kong uh, and Australia. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I got to know you, the truth be known, because I, don't, I think you probably know him uh, from the Philippines. He's Joey Dizon. Uh, he played in a Filipino band, uh, I think Sky Church and Intolerant. And I think in one of the gigs, he played with you guys, truth be known. So, 
Oh, intolerant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, played, we played before, yeah. Yeah, when I was talking. Because he's actually... Uh, I'm a guest host on his radio show sometimes. So, he's he's doing a... Nice. So, he, he, he told me about, uh, truth be known, the, the guys were really fun to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we always have uh, our on stage and off stage uh, personas are always the same lah. No, no change uh. We always like have fun, enjoy, you know, have a good time uh. So who's the who's the latest uh, current lineup of uh, Truth Be Known? Uh, okay, we've got uh, Gene on drums. Uh, Gene actually Gene has been playing drums from day one. It's just that uh, at one point of time he had to stop playing drums for about a year because we, we call it the maternity leave la. No. because uh, he, he just got a he just got a kid and all that so we were like okay fine then we we were we got a we got a Vijesh from uh, Wombrot to help us out and uh during uh, during Jean's absence but right. after that then uh, Jean came back it was it was actually a very smooth transition uh Jean was about to come in then uh Vijesh got the Wombrot gig and then you know so it was just nice la. so yeah. I was like okay la, that's good la. Yeah, then uh, Josh. Josh is the basis of the band. He he came in after the first album. Actually, he also he he recorded our first album for us as well. He used to run a studio called Black House, uh, uh, Black House Studios. So he he became he became the basis, and then basically he writes the music. So he writes everything, and then guitarist is the one we always change a lot, lah. <laughs> <laughs> we had Damien, we had uh, Brandon, we had. Uh, John and then John was in the first album and then he left because he had to go concentrate on Rudra. Then after he left Rudra, then now he's got like two. His kids are also older and everything. Then so he said he don't mind playing for TBK again. Then he's back. He's back in TBK now. And then we also got uh, Vinod, uh, another another young guitarist. He plays in uh, quite a few bands like uh, Mucus Mortuary, uh, Axis Mundi and everything. But very nice guy lah. But he's the youngest among our group so. So he he has to tahan all the old people in the group lah. <laughs> so you mentioned Brandon. Is this Brandon same Brandon from Disaster? Oh no no different Brandon. Uh, we seeker. Ah okay, we seeker. Okay, because I ah uh, uh, we seeker we seeker. We had a show last year. Uh, uh, we had a show here in the Philippines. I actually oh yeah 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 yeah. You guys brought them there, right, to play, yes, right? Yes, yes. We had a very good show actually here. Uh, awesome, really awesome. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, he was telling me about it. He was telling me about it. He said he had a really good time playing there. The gig was fantastic and everything. Yeah, I think I I think like truth be known, the Funko band we are uh, we have this promotion called Metal Royalty Philippines. We have more of the Funko production because we <laughs> it's all about having having great time. You know, the bands, the fans, and everyone involved. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome, awesome, awesome. <laughs> yeah, we were planning to do another, okay, okay. Show, another show this year, but uh, somehow the you know the situation with this with this virus thing. Is, yeah. You know, every, every I know that right now for the musicians it's really a tough situation compared to the other regular people. Musicians is really suffering from the from. It's a big challenge for musicians these days, right? Because all the shows are cancelled and you cannot really play. Uh, yeah. Well, how, how what's happening with you guys? Are you guys able to do some some rec- recordings or some songwriting or something during these days? Actually, we were supposed to release our third album this year. 
Okay. We've already recorded like uh, we've already recorded twenty three songs. Yeah, we've recorded twenty three songs. I I I only I was I've done about twenty uh vocal tracks. I've left only three more tracks, and yeah. I was supposed to go and finish the recording, and then the lockdown happened. <laughs> <laughs> so like like uh, we we are just. Stuck right now. So in the meantime, uh, I mean the guitarists are all doing their the, the solos at the moment. So mm. I think by now it should all be done. It's just that I need to do vocal tracks, and then I also need to do backing vocal tracks and get some uh, guest vocals in it as well. So now I just waiting for the lockdown to be over, and then I can start recording again. Uh. <laughs> but we 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 are planning to we we are hoping that we can release the album by this year. But I I, I at the rate it's going, ah, uh, I I've, I have no clue. Uh. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, with the Singapore because Singapore actually there's a lot of music scene like you know the pop pop and uh, dance and you know the club scene and all that is very new very. But with for the for a metal band, I think. It, I don't know. It's my kind of view. It's it's kind of hard for a metal band in Singapore, right? If, if it's it, fucking if, hard to be a, to be in a metal band in Singapore. You cannot make any money. Right. Yeah, you cannot make any money. It's very very difficult. I mean, being in a in a normal rock band, just a standard rock band, is already as difficult as it is. Uh, right. To survive in Singapore, if you want to do this full time. Just being a rock band alone uh, is is very difficult already. So you want to go uh, a genre that is even more extreme and less people listen to it. Yeah, it's it's very very hard. So the only way, the best way is to get your music recognized or get some sort of uh, sale and everything is to just play overseas and bank on your merchandise. Uh. Right. Mm. Yeah. Is the the best way is the overseas gigs ah. Uh. Yeah, it's, <clears throat> I've been to several uh, several gigs in uh, sort of underground gigs, uh, especially like the Went Box, the events that the Went Box guys put in. Ah, yeah, those guys are cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mikael, and you know, uh, this uh, last gig that we we met, the Metal United Worldwide. Yes. So it's actually supposed yes, to happen yes. this year also, and uh, yeah. But I don't know if it. I don't think it will actually happen now, right? Because of yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be very, very, very difficult. Even though when, if let's say the lockdown is uh, opened up, uh, I, I think the, the, the organizers, the whoever the organizers are, if they're going to conduct a, the first gig after lockdown, uh, is they are going to go through a lot of headache. And I feel very, I mean, I feel sorry for them. Uh, I mean, it's, it's going to be a very, very difficult process. So many uh, paperwork and all this to handle. I think it's going to be, a uh, near impossible task for the organizers to start uh, a gig, uh, to do a gig after the lockdown. Yeah, so, it's, so yeah. probably people would think, the organizers would think it's probably easier to not do it rather than trying to do it, right? Because it will be very hard. <laughs> too many things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, just too many things. And then I think, uh, the thing is, if it's if it's just like a lot of paperwork and all that, uh, it's okay, maybe understandable. The, the organizers, I think, can handle it. Uh. But if they're going to have like fines and infractions, you know, all these kind of uh, like warnings and all that, then you are going, you are hurting the organizer. Uh, you see, so it's not not right for them to to incur any uh, financial wrath. You know, if if anything were to happen and all that, uh. And this, you know, uh, metal. 
metal scene ah, is like as it is already we have like a bad mark uh, in Singapore already because of the whole Watin thing and everything so you know it will be under even more scrutiny for the organizers if they're going to uh, hold a metal gig uh, after the lockdown <laughs> were you at the Watin gig or did you attend the Watin gig no man, I was in Australia. We were, we, oh, I was, I went for the download festival. Yeah, right. Yeah, I went for the download festival, and and then the weird thing was, uh, after the whole water in China, I was in Australia. Then uh, a news, uh, a journalist from, from uh, Today magazine, uh, Today uh, online, called me from in, in Australia and was asking me whether they could interview me about the. Oh, what they did. I was like, I said, hey, we, I'm in Australia. <laughs> how, how am I supposed to know? <laughs> yeah. And that but I was like, oh, yeah. That was, that was just, uh, yeah, stupid, man. It was just very silly. Can, can, could have been avoided, uh, you know, and it was just silly on the, on the government part. Yes. But I think, in a way, it, it kind of united the metalheads, right? The, most of the Singaporean and even the regional metalheads, I feel that they got kind of more passionate about metal yeah, yeah. situation. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. It's true. I mean, the the thing is, it was a big, uh, it was a big uh, uh, publicity thing for for metalheads. Uh. Everyone started at that point of time. You know, the whole Watin fiasco. Everybody wanted to listen to Watin. Watin had uh, on their Spotify list. Their their ratings went up. <laughs> and then, you know, it was, it was a good thing for Watin. La. This, this, uh, any publicity is good publicity. Right? So for them, it was no matter. Yeah. And then like, uh, people all started getting curious about metal, metal heads in Singapore. Then you, I, I, there were a few, in, a few cases, uh, people who have never been to gigs and they went, they went to the, uh, to metal gigs and to, to, to experience and to understand what the fuck is going on and all this. And everyone, the people I've, I've met so far, who are not metal heads, never listened to any metal. They went to our gigs. They they watched our gigs. I watched our gigs, and I asked them. So so, uh, what do you think of, of, of this uh, gig? I mean, their, their initial reaction is they say, "Wow, it's damn fucking loud. It's too loud. It looks very aggressive, but it is so fun." Now I'm saying, you 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 see as a, uh, as as it is uh, aggressive, but you think it's fun. They say, yeah, it is. It's very fun. Everybody is so friendly with each other. I mean, it just, uh, as a, from a mainstream point of view, it looks very aggressive. Right. But actually, if you get to know us, <laughs> then you know we are nothing like that sort at all. <laughs> yeah. Like, like me, for example, I keep on traveling to like gigs in Singapore and I feel like home because everybody I know, like half of the crowd I already know, I've seen them in a different gig. It's really friendly, right? The metalheads are really, uh, of of course, on the first time, if you see them, they will look at you. But after all, once you start talking about bands and albums and stuff, then you become very good friends, right? Very quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's true, it's true, it's true. It's always like that. Nah. It's, always, it's always like that. I mean, it's the... It's like, I don't know, maybe it's the, the whole stigma like, we have that, you know, all the, maybe the, the t-shirts are all very angry looking and, you know, we don't smile when we, when we are on the streets or in public. But when you talk to us, then we're like, hey! <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. I, I get that all the time. I get that. Because when I walk, I won't be smiling, you know. I'm always listening to my music and, and I'm just walking normally and I dress up like this and all that. Yeah. But when they, when someone comes and talk to me, then my voice change, I'll be smiling, laughing. Then they'll be like, 
Well, this guy on stage is like a maniac. He's like a psychopath. But then I, when you talk to him, uh, he, he doesn't seem like he's going to kill you or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Uh, I, was, I was watching this. Uh, there was this uh, podcast recently. Uh, you know the Joe Rogan podcast? The, the famous podcast? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Joe Rogan, yeah. Yeah, so there was a Tony Hawk uh, was the guest. Uh, I think a couple of, um, maybe the, like two episodes before. So one of the games that I was really I really liked before is the Tony Hawk skating, right? So that was a really oh, good one. The one. classic man, the one. Uh, <laughs> Fuck, he, he, they're doing a remake, right, for Pro Skater Two? Yeah, I think so because uh, me actually I uh, back then because I played all these uh, Contra and then the Nintendo games and then. Sega and all these games but I, I never considered myself a gamer because I really didn't put so much in because I was more focused on the music right so I uh-huh. saw, I saw your channel that you're doing these reviews uh, can you tell me about this one this play geo play game <laughs> geo play game oh geo play game uh geo play game is actually actually is uh, okay I mean, I used to do a lot of movie reviews and everything. I still do do. I still do a lot of movie reviews and all that. So from the movie reviews, some of my friends are like, uh, I, I had a friend of mine. His name is Justin. Uh, then he told me, he said, hey, dude, you write all these movie reviews. Why don't you, you play game? And I say, yeah, I play. I do play game here and there. They say, why don't you write uh, reviews for games as well? I said, uh, okay, lah, I can. Lah. So then he, he, him, him, his wife, and another partner of ours, uh, we all met up and then we said, lah, let's, let's do a, a local gaming website, you know, just catered with a, with a very Singaporean twist. Lah. Right. So I was like, yeah, okay, fine, let's fucking do it. Lah. It looks fun, it sounds fun. So we will get, like, sometimes you get game codes from, from various uh, 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 studios and then they'll pass us the game code, we'll play the game and then we'll review it. But we don't review. I, I for me, you know, I, I, if you've seen all the videos, I don't, uh, I don't keep, I don't control. I will just let go how I'm playing the game. Like, cause I play game, I, I'm very uh, uh, colorful. Uh. I, I swear, I, 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 I do a lot of reactions and everything. Like that. So my reviews are also the same thing. I will do everything how a, a normal gamer does, lah. So I think that caught attention and then everyone liked it. Then I also met uh, another... Uh, by the way, uh, Justin is a metalhead. He right. used to play guitars for a band called Balium. And then after that, I met these two, another two guys, Fias and uh, Zion. Zion plays for plays bass for Eli Mauser. And Fias plays in a brutal death metal band called uh, Asylum. And right. these guys are all gamers. Even <laughs> Mike, uh, Mike, uh, Mike also is a hardcore gamer. I, I used to know him uh, during the early 2000, right? Uh, we were, I, cause he used to, he used to, he he's, uh, he used to have a a, a PlayStation store at uh, Vivo there. So I, sometimes I will just go there and I'll talk with you. We we'll just talk about games. We don't even talk about metal, you know. We just talk about <laughs> games the whole day, man. Yeah. So so yeah, there were a few, a lot, quite a number of gamers in in within our metal community. Then I, I round these guys up and I say, hey, let's let's go come to my house. We play games together. We play horror games. We play any f- fighting games and all that. You know, just have fun and just just review the games, ah. So that's how uh, chill play games started. And then uh, it's like I think now two years old already, ah. two to three years old now already. Yeah, it looks like your reviews is more of uh, it's spontaneous, right? It's spontaneous, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's not scripted. It's not scripted. It's just yeah. it's just uh ad lived out of the blue, just whatever I, I, I'm thinking at that moment, it just comes up. 
Yeah, I, I, I saw this this one that you're reviewing the golden axe, golden. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the last. One. <laughs> yeah, 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 with the with the dog with the with the axe, and you know, it was so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I used to play that game when I was a kid. I used to play that when I was like, oh, fucking what, fourteen, fourteen, fifteen years old. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a it's a pretty so I like all this. I've been we've been playing I've been playing games since since I was a teenager lah basically. So yeah, always always loved gaming. Uh. Yeah, those retro they call it retro, but those games uh, have have something I don't know. I don't feel that uh, in the new games. I'm not really attracted to the new newer games than these old you know classic stuff, right? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand, I understand. Yeah, because what? My but okay, lah. Actually, there are some new games. Uh, I mean, you. Uh, I, I think at this point of time, the the games right now uh, is just wow, fascinating. The the story is really right. a lot of very interesting stories, and then uh, you've got of course the the graphics and all that. Uh, wow, it's like very getting more and more realistic. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh. You can, uh, I think now you can really immerse in the games, right? You can probably live in the game like that type of games. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You can you can play those games for hours, one. You just you just you once once you're locked in, uh, you just you won't know how long you've been playing, you know, until you you get your eyes tired and then you're like, oh shit, it's night, dear. Uh, it's that kind of feeling. Yeah, uh, I know you. You're doing also. I see all always your post about the movie movie reviews. Before I talk about oh movies, yeah, before I talk about movies, I want to ask you something about. Have you seen this uh, Netflix series uh, Black Mirror? Yes, <laughs> yes, I have. It's a crazy uh, of all the of all fucking yeah. mind crazy shit lah. <laughs> but of all the seasons, right? My my favorite is still. The first season because the first season is just a the whole se- whole every episode was a what the fuck is going on kind of episode you know yeah and yeah, it, yeah. yeah but the, yeah it was a very good series but I I didn't quite like the uh, last season actually to be honest I wasn't a big fan of the the latest season because I think it it was starting to get too uh, uh, a bit monotonous something not not as different as the earlier seasons than before it was just diff- just getting very stagnant uh. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm. There was some but the first season, uh, the first season, the first episode just fucked me up. Uh. I was <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, they even say that it's actually, actually the, the idea behind it is actually some sort of a true, right? There was like a situation of some frat, fraternity activity or something with the, with the Prime Minister of UK. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the idea of that show. Yeah, yeah, it's a really show. So, you, you, you. Uh, I saw you. You post a lot about uh, about movies that you see and all that. And then uh, sometimes it's really funny to uh, see your like your very angry posts. You know, but this is this is bullshit, and this is you know, what, you know. So, what, can you tell me a little bit about your favorite? What are your like your all-time favorite movies? Few of them. Okay, I've got a few. Uh, I've got a this my all my favorite movies. I watch uh, at least twice a year, and right. at least twice a year. Yeah, every year I will just take out my Blu-ray and then I'll just plug and play. 
So one of them is uh, the Shawshank Redemption. Right. Uh, Shawshank Redemption is one. I love watching that. Then I have also uh, enjoyed uh, the uh, Lord of the Rings series. Uh, from uh, one, the, the trilogy, la, the Lord of the Rings yeah. trilogy. Yeah. And then uh, Godfather 1 and 2. Because Godfather 3 was absolute <laughs> shit. Yeah, and yeah. Godfather it, 1 and... It went south. That was just rubbish. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just recently, I just recently watched Godfather 3 again. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Wow, this Sofia Coppola... My my asshole can act better than hell, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, I think that was the last movie Sofia Coppola actually uh, acted, right? After that, she acted. Yeah, yeah. She didn't. Uh, yeah. She didn't. Yeah. But I like Andy. Yeah, Garcia yeah. So, that, uh, but I like Andy Garcia on that movie. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Vincent Mancini. Vincent yeah, Mancini. Mancini. <laughs> <laughs> They, yeah, they, Godfather. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Godfather. Yeah, so uh, uh, Goodfellas is one also I, I, I watch every year. Goodfellas, Back to the Future, uh, and uh, another this this very uh, low uh, this comedy called Tommy Boy. Yeah, so there are quite a number, quite a, uh, now a lot of series uh, and movies I watch on an annual basis. Uh, but these are the some I can I can think of him uh, at the top of my head right now. Right. What was the what was the most re- recent movie you you remember you watched? The last one I watched is that piece of shit Godfather thriller. <laughs> I I cause usually right usually every year I will watch Godfather one and yeah. then I'll watch Godfather two. By the time I watched Godfather two, I was thinking, I think I'm not gonna go to Godfather three. I think nah, my fuck it because it's stupid. So there usually I'll just stop it at there. Dude, this uh, just few days ago, I was thinking I had this bright idea of starting it from three, then go two and one. So I thought, okay, let's start with part three. Then after go, to, wow! I watched part three. The first first few minutes, really, I was like, I was like raging. Really. I was like, I feel like I feel like throwing something at my TV. You know, I was like, oh, why the fuck is this woman here? Why, why? It's not just Sofia Coppola that was a fuck up in the movie. There's yeah. so many stupid, stupid scenes and unnecessary. They, they should not have made that movie at all, uh. It was yeah. a stupid decision to do it. Yeah, and then it was it had like too many angles, right? There was like conspiracy and then they didn't focus just yeah. they have just focus on the mob and you know that side instead exactly. of going to the Vatican and all these conspiracies. You went to the Vatican, then you know the, the priest got the, the the Pope died, then there's another Pope, then yeah. that Pope also died. And I was like, What the fuck is that going on? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, my that was my last one. Uh, my last one was uh was Godfather Tree. Before that was uh, Aliens. Mm. Yeah, Aliens. Yeah, but that one okay lah. That one shook to watch lah. <laughs> you should. You should. <laughs> I think I don't know if you've seen the Irishman. A, oh yeah, of course I did. Yeah, of course. It, it was really good. Huh? Joe Pesci. <laughs> I I was so happy to see Joe Pesci again. I just wanted to see. I mean, he's he's retired lah. He's retired. Eh? And this movie was the one he comes back. But I don't think he's gonna ever act again because I think he's he he's no interest in acting already. Right. But it was so nice to see him back on screen lah. And he still looks terrifying as fuck. Yeah, he's like, still- he's one of the few act. Yeah, he's one of the few actors who can who can act in a slapstick comedy like Home Alone. And act in a, a casino and Goodfellas as a complete psycho. Yeah. And you know you can be 
you you think of him as an idiot in in uh, home alone and then you think of him in goodfellas and and, and casino you like wow lan this yeah. guy's range uh, is is just scary man <laughs> yeah in goodfellas he's like a complete psycho right <laughs> yeah man he's a complete psycho oh crazy yeah uh. i i i love joe pesci uh. he's a classic actor there is this kid on uh, Uh, George Carlin, uh, there's a comedy. He says that uh, he, he talks about God and he says that uh, about prayer and stuff. And then he says he doesn't play pray to God. He he prays to Joe Pesci because <laughs> Joe Pesci is a guy who he he, he, he gets the things done. <laughs> like, <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 classic, like George Carlin, right? Yeah, George Carlin. Yeah, George Carlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kid about you know God and prayer and stuff. <laughs> that guy is hardcore. Uh. He his last few, his last few stand-up comedy was like what became quite nihilistic, you know. And but then it it's thought-provoking. Ah, uh, his his comedy, but what very very good to always like to watch him also. <laughs> and the the thing is, you cannot nowadays you cannot really listen to that type of. Uh, Jokes anymore, right? Because everybody gets yeah. offended very quickly. They get offended, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah, he I was, was classic. Yeah, I was watching also last night. I was watching this Smash Brothers. There's these twins. <laughs> Smash <laughs> Brothers, is it? Yeah, Smash Brothers. You should check. They, the these guys are twins, and then they all, they only talk about you know about the eighties, how what their life was in the eighties, you know how they. Parents whack them, you know, smack them on the head, and those kind of things. It's really, it's really very close to us. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. I haven't heard of them yet. Yeah, Smash Brothers. Uh, Smash Brothers. Okay. So, Bash, I I have a couple of albums that uh, I, I'll show you. So that. Okay. Uh, so this one, that's one of your. I know that this is one of your. Oh yeah, albums. man. <laughs> It's just beautiful, ah! Uh. It's just awesome, ah! Uh. Yeah, I love this band, man. <laughs> did you watch? Did you watch them when they came to Singapore? Of course, I had to. <laughs> uh, because you see, voc for voc as a vocalist, I, 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 my, I've got three, I've got four idols in my uh, as a vocalist. Ah, uh. right. one of them is Axl Rose, the second one is Kurt Cobain, third one is uh, Danzig. And fourth is Barney Greenway from uh, Nepal. There. So Exodus has always been the first one, the first guy. So when when they say Guns N' Roses are coming to Singapore, I was like, yes, <laughs> I had to watch it. Uh. Yeah, I was I was there also that 2017. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, power, power. Yeah, and then this one, Chapal Tura. Oh fuck, man, this one. <laughs> Oh, I love I love this album. It's fucking good album. Yeah. The production in this album was so good, really, really good. And and you the music and you listen to this the yeah this album. You can listen to this album any time of the year. Ten yeah. years ago, so you can listen to it. Another ten years later, so you can listen to it. It still it still has that metal element and and it's just heavy and it's so uh, beautiful, uh, richly produced. Oh, every song in the album is fucking good. Uh. Yeah, it's I one think... of those rare, rare albums that you can listen uh, in and out. Yeah, it was really good quality. This one and also Chaos AD that they released, I think. Yeah, correct, correct. Chaos AD. 
that was like their peak. Okay, City, they changed their approach a bit. They were, they were going into the whole, you know, hardcore punk yeah. approach. This one, this one was still traditional death metal and it was like, wow, damn good. Yeah, they made the whole E minor chord of the jajajan, jajajan, you know, that, 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 that chugging sound of woo. <laughs> Have you ever able to see Sepultura? No, man. I've never had a chance to watch Sepultura. I miss them. I miss them when they came to uh, uh, Bangkok, was it? In Thailand. They, they, they came to Thailand. I miss them. Then, uh, yeah, I, I, I never had a chance to watch them. Yeah, and then the, now the, the band that actually calls Sepultura is not really Sepultura, right? <laughs> oh, you mean the, the current Sepultura? Yeah. Oh, I love them. I love them. They are fucking good. They, I, actually, if you should really try and listen to the, the last album mm. and the album before that, the Machine Messiah and uh, the uh, this album is called, uh, it starts with, it ends with an A, uh, Quattra, uh, starts with a Q, I think. Wow, the drummer is fucking intense, yeah, and, man. Yeah, the drummer is damn fucking good. And and Andres Kisser <laughs> is a riff god. La. The guy comes up with riffs, uh, he's just... Wow, I, I, I actually okay. After Sepultura Roots, I stopped listening to them I, because you know Max Cavalera uh, no longer there and all that. I was like, I stopped. Then after, I, I, until my, my Machine Messiah came about. So my my uh, my bassist Josh, he told me, he said, dude, you go and listen to the Machine Messiah album. You see how powerful the song is. So I said, okay, I, I just try to ignore uh, the the vocalizer. But actually, when you think about it, after you listen, you listen. Uh, he 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 grows to you. He grows on you, lah. He he will never he will never be able to replace Max, right? But he's he's the the, the new Sepultura is actually really a force to be reckoned with, especially the last two albums. I was like, wow, they got a very good drummer after Igor left. This uh uh Eloy uh, Casagrande, they got this guy and he's damn good. Fourteen years old, he started playing drums, man, <laughs> insane. And and yeah lah, Andreas Kisser, fucking good guitarist lah. Mm. Damn fucking good guitarist. <clears throat> so it's 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 kind of like the with with Max and uh, Max. Uh, it's like the season one and then the season two is with the new guy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's like a whole. I mean, for me, I don't mind. I I I'm okay with. I I listen. I I I'm not like the oh uh, anti anti Sepultura or pro Max. I mean, Max is doing his shit. I will listen to his stuff also for for Cavalera conspiracy and. So whatever he's list- he's coming up with, I will listen. Yeah. And same goes to Sepultura. So I'm I'm for me, I'm having the best of both worlds. I got two bands now <laughs> to listen to, is it? So I'm I'm happy. Right. <laughs> and then this is the Nepam. Yes. <laughs> this this was the album that changed my um my perspective of uh being uh, of playing uh, my whole style, everything I changed. Uh, after this album, after this album, and when I watched Barney Greenway perform, I was like, "Wow, this guy, he's my god!" <laughs> Crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, fuck, but it's a very fucking angry album, man. Damn angry album, political as fuck, but damn angry. Eh? Yeah. So there, and they're still to... angry, you know. They, you, I mean, the albums after this, so it just gets better and faster and better and faster, and it's like, wow, I love these guys. Ah, these are my. My all-time favorite band, right? Yeah, that's. <laughs> I actually have. I think I have the almost the full discography of Napalm Death. 
in my collection. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, but I think there are some that I haven't actually listened to because there's so many. And uh, I, was yeah, yeah, yeah. I was surprised. You, you told me about Nirvana, right? Nirvana album, mm. one of your favorites. I was surprised I don't have any Nirvana in my collection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, serious, huh? Yeah, yeah. I used to have albums before, but maybe, I don't know, I left them in, in Sri Lanka or what, but uh, I think I need to build, uh, the, build the collection. Because, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Somehow I, I couldn't even find the Never mind. <laughs> 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 the problem is I have like thousands of albums, so I don't know where to, sometimes it's hard to find. So this is one of the classics, sure, sure. Rudra. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. This is the, they had a lot of, uh, some of the old songs from the demo also was inside there. Yeah, yeah. So this, I met them in Sri Lanka last time, so that's that's when they signed it. And then this is, uh, Kathir, okay. this is Kathir's new band, right? Uh, uh, um, wondering as Wandering aesthetic, uh, wandering aesthetic, yeah. Hey, I watched them, man. They were good as well, huh? They're shook. Yeah, yeah. Good to listen to, yeah. Yeah. And then, man, I, 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 this is one of my favorite shirts that I bought. <laughs> from. <laughs> this, this is like, how, how this idea for this shirt, this, this, is this part of uh, one of your lyrics? Uh, it's actually one of the song titles. Oh, okay, man. Uh, from, from the first album, yeah. Right. It's, it's so... I don't think I can fit it anymore because of the lockdown. Same, same. I, my, my, the the t-shirt I have also, I cannot fit it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, this, is, uh, this is wonderful to actually talk to you, Subhash. So, you want to uh, say anything to your, you know... Ah, I, I want to mention one person. So when I posted yeah. your, the, 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 the poster for this interview, one of my friends in the Philippines actually commented, he has your album, Truth Be Known. So it, it's, <laughs> yeah, you go back and check the post I, I linked you. He actually posted your album. He's, uh, he's actually one of my friends, Mark, uh, Mark Christopher. He's one of the big uh, collector, okay. collector here. He has like so many, he spent so much money collecting uh, albums. So he actually has your Truth Be Known album. <laughs> awesome, man. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mark, shout out to Mark. Uh, so, uh, Subhash, you, you, yeah, you, you want to say anything to your fans of Truth Be Known? Uh, any message? Uh, yeah, I guess uh, just have to be patient with us. Uh, we we will definitely release the album uh, once uh, everything is over, and then uh, uh, because we haven't even jammed uh, uh, for a long time either. So I think most of us cannot even remember the songs which we wrote, lah. <laughs> but yeah, just just uh, hang in there, uh, stay safe, everyone. Um, uh, don't go out, stay at home, drink beer, just relax, listen to music, watch movies, don't watch Godfather 3. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, just uh, wait until the, 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 the lockdown is over and when we do actually have a gig, uh, let's all come together and enjoy and have fun. Uh. Yeah. Anybody specifically you want to shout out to? Uh, of course, Chana, you... Thank you for interviewing you, uh, me, man. Uh, thanks a lot so much. Uh, uh, Mark as well for, for buying our CD. 
<laughs> yeah, every and to everyone who's uh, watching and uh, listening to me uh, talk talk. So yeah, thank thanks for that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just I also want to shout out to the guys from Singapore, Wentbox, Henry, Mikael. Oh yeah, yeah, cool and then Ma- yeah, and then the other bands, Rudra, uh, Katir, Rudra, and then Disaster. All these guys who yeah, man. One thing I like about that underground scene is even though you you might see the same bands every gig, but it's 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 a very close, friendly, friendly crowd. Oh right? yeah, yeah, very close knit community. Yes. Yeah, we all know each other. We all support each other. Yeah. I also want to shout out to the guy who's responsible for the Metal United Worldwide. He's he's from Australia, Michael. He's the one who actually came up with the idea. I was supposed nice. to do, I was supposed to do the one for the Philippines this year. Uh, because I saw the one Singapore last year, so I thought I might I can organize it in the in in the Philippines, but somehow it wasn't uh, it didn't happen. Now that with the lockdown, I don't think it will happen. But we'll uh, let's see. We yeah. can twenty twenty one probably will be a better year for metalheads, right? <laughs> yeah, man. I hope so. We can just let's just just delete twenty twenty and just move <laughs> on to twenty twenty one. Yeah. Okay. So, Subhash, thank you for joining this uh, video. Uh, I really appreciate you uh, joining and then, you know, I'll continue to watch your <laughs> game reviews. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, bro. Thanks, thanks. Thanks so much. Yeah, hopefully, when I'm back... We'll catch up. We'll catch up. Yeah, yeah, we can yeah. catch up and I, I, I can probably see you guys live some, some you know, in, in a recent uh, time. So, thanks, man. Keep safe. Just, just. Yeah, stay you back too, out. brother. <laughs> <laughs> thank you.